0: So Chase, do you know what I'm doing differently this week than I did last week?
1: Uh well, you seem to be recording from a different place. Uh there's a map behind you so I can pick out all the places that you've been to on the on the globe. That's that's Brazil, that's Canada. Yep, I've been there. I see I've Canada. Yeah. Uh that's uh, Europe. Ireland? I see your I see Europe. I see France. I see Bobby's underpants. Bobby's no. <laughs> There you that's, go. That's what that's,
0: I that's exactly what I wanted to have happen. Uh not only am I in a new- loop, Where
1: where is this where is this in the this, house? Like where So
0: believe it or not, where are we? this is my office. This is upstairs. I have an actual office.
1: Oh, okay. Upstairs. Alright. I haven't been upstairs. Uh, cool, yeah, cool. we
0: have an upstairs office that we haven't done a whole lot with. Uh I'm attempting to record in here tonight, but I typically don't because there's a really bad echo in here. So my entire upstairs is these really tall vaulted ceilings and my office. Mm. doesn't have a whole lot in it. And I typically move my, my iMac down to our dining room area. And our house is just, we've decked all the halls downstairs. And so uh, I want my wife to be happy with the decorations and the iMac is not Christmas compliant. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. But I am doing something different than I did last week. And
1: well, it sounds good. Like, do you have like baffling up or I anything do. I've to, got, uh, to combat the echo? My
0: baffling. Don't be baffled by this. But my, oh, I shit. literally have a pile of dirty laundry behind my microphone right now. Hot. So hot. Getting, we're getting Very real intimate uh here on the the Casual Hour. Uh, have we started the show? Yeah. What I'm doing differently
1: is this. Is this the show? This is a. Is this a cold open about hot dirty hot, laundry? Well,
0: I'm airing out my dirty laundry for everybody tonight literally airing out my dirty laundry and, yeah. and doing so yeah, there's a I... metaphor to be told here chase and this is why i'm doing this
1: okay what's the metaphor
0: i'm airing my dirty laundry to let all the audiences that count on us weekly know that yours truly fucked up the audio so bad last week that it was beyond repair and so
1: uh you know what i'm i'm just glad i didn't screw up again because I think most of our audio issues have come from my end. So it was nice to have Bobby go – Bobby sends me a text earlier in the week and he just writes like, hey, man, I got some bad news. And I always, I always know like something fucked up with the audio if he says that. But it's always me. It's always like, hey, I don't know if like maybe you uh, like had some problems with your microphone or uh, you know, if your GarageBand had a, had some trouble, but like, uh, yeah, your audio just didn't come through. And I always am just so mortified and going, "Fuck fuck, fuck, I should know how to do this shit." Right. I have another podcast that I do. Like, I do, I do this enough where I shouldn't fuck up. Right. Um, but but then the second text was, "I don't have any audio from my end," and I went, Woo-hoo! <laughs> "It's not me." We had the better part of the show recorded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if only we could just put up one half of the audio, I think... You know, part uh, of
0: me thought about doing that just as kind of a like, hey, guys.
1: Oh, that would be so terrible. Figure it out. Nobody should have to listen to that. Um,
0: But no, I just wanted to say I'm sorry to you and to our audience. I honestly don't know what happened. Like, everything on my end looked good, but nothing sounded good. And...
1: We had we had a lot of audio trouble before we even started. It was like one of those like you and me both were. It's better it didn't happen. Having trouble with Skype, having trouble with GarageBand, everything was.
0: On and how fire. I know that so, you and I are meant to be is that we beyond finishing each other's sentences and sandwiches. We kind of have the same thoughts here. Um, that if there was going to be an episode that I was okay with us losing, that was probably the one.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really think anything big came out of that. What what did we talk about there? I mean I, I it revealed the mystery game, which I'll uh reveal again yeah. this it week. It was more of just like but, a but like
0: we are so we were we're getting ready to do game of the year and that's really what we're focused on right now. And so yeah. we
1: we we talked about Black Friday. That yeah, was it. Like we talked like, about all the shit we bought for Black Friday, and guess what? We both bought a we lot, bought of shit. lot of shit. Uh um, and and one of these things that we bought that I was coerced into buying, Bobby's going to talk about for this episode anyway. Oh, and Bobby also talked about the uh, the Battlefront Two campaign. It
0: sucks. There, that's all I'm saying about that.
1: Which is bad. It's bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it, I think by this point, if you don't know that Battlefront Two is bad, then you've been living under a rock and and you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. So so easy stuff. While to cover. we're
0: still talking about dirty laundry, this is the Casual Hour. Uh, we are a weekly game uh, gaming podcast. Uh, except for last week and we typically discuss what we've been playing and then a topic and uh this particular week is again in preparation for game of the year uh when the show first started out we did a lot of stuff around um we would do basically what, what have you been playing and then what was the hot takes of the news and gaming culture and that was kind of our roots here at the casual hour we grew up and moved away from it and got into some more fun stuff but this is going to be a throwback. Uh, as we prepare for our end of the year episode where we kind of do a year in review. So we're going to start off by going over some of the games we've been playing the last week. And then we're going to spend some time reflecting on 2017 and gaming. Uh, but-
1: yeah, we're just going to cover the full year because we, we have spent so much time kind of avoiding the news. Or if there is a Oof. news thing that is interesting, we want to bring it up more as a topic thing. Um, and instead of just like giving hot takes, these will not be hot takes. These takes are very cold. These takes are ice fucking cold. Yeah.
0: Ice cubes, <laughs> um,
1: but uh, but yeah, let, like let's get into what you've been playing first because, uh, we, like you said, we have game of the year coming up. and We're going to record it in the next couple days, actually. So the, this is prime yeah. cram crunch time for the last little bits of games that you can play before we have to make. Before uh, some tough I just got to ask you one question so, before
0: we get into the nitty gritty here: Have have you finalized yeah. your list for game of the year? Is it done?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm All done. Right. I feel very comfortable with my list. I don't. I, uh, I. Well, let me take that back. I, I've gotten to the point where my list isn't going to change. Like I feel, I feel like it's it's going to be what it is. Okay. I'm not comfortable about it. There, there are some games that I don't like yeah. that they're in the positions that they're in, but I don't really see how I would change them. So, yeah, I have a feeling that I, we're going to get
0: together before we record, maybe over some dim sum, and discuss what the hell we're doing here. Uh, sure, and try and figure out what we what kind of shit show we've gotten ourselves into. but Chase, I know that we talked last week about things, but I want to know what have you been up to this past week in gaming?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been up to a lot. Um, I've like for my cramming session, I've had two games that I really wanted to try. yeah, and I ended up I ended up having a few more that uh, from twenty seventeen that I got to as well, but the the two that I really wanted to get to. One is Wolfenstein 2, okay. uh, the new Colossus. And we did talk about it on our Lost episode a little bit, but yeah. I hadn't finished it yet. Now I have finished it, and we can talk about it kind of its, in its entirety, although I think it's probably good if we still avoid major spoilers, because it's it's a relatively recent sure, release. Sure. I don't want to spoil that uh, for anybody, there's some nice nice uh, parts in that. And we are going to talk about, I mean, we'll for our Game of the Year show, uh, we will have a show that's kind of category based and we'll have a lot of fun and talk about things. And I know one of those categories is going to be our kind of like moment sequence of the year thing. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of Wolfenstein talk from that. Um, so we, we have a place to talk about spoilers that will be coming up, but, but this way I can just talk about it a little more generally. And generally I, I kind of echo all the stuff you've heard from other people is this game has a pretty kick-ass story I think the character work they do is really solid. Yeah. The visuals look nice. The voice acting is top notch. There's there's just a lot of really good stuff in here. And then they give you the gun and put you in the game and I just hate it. Yeah. It's just terrible. It, I I knocked it all the way down to easy cuz this is this is something I wanted to blow through. I didn't like, like it's a game about killing Nazis. I don't want the Nazis to kill me. Like I, that's not the that's not the power trick right. you're looking for out of that. Like, I need to be there with a shotgun fucking up some Nazis. Right. And so, you know what? I'll just knock it down to easy because why do I care? Uh, even on easy, just mechanically, I think that game's a mess. It's it's swimmy. The the iron sights sway way too much and they're way too big. Like, it's hard to see anything down iron yeah. sights or or any sights really. In and it's game.
0: strange to me because, well, first of all, I'm just going to say this much about that. Like, the the... The gameplay of that is so terrible that if it wasn't for such a compelling story, in my opinion, I would have walked away from that game earlier, much earlier. Totally, absolutely. And yep. when I look at when I look at Bethesda, like most of their IPs are involving some sort of uh, first-person shooter. And, like, they know how to do this shit. Like, their games aren't the best mechanically well, f- ones.
1: First-person something or other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Elder Scrolls isn't a first-person sure, totally, shooter, totally. but it's definitely first-person.
0: But, like, when I looked at Dishonored and even fucking Prey from this year. Like, Prey felt really good compared to this. And I don't understand, like, how there was this big of a disconnect between, like, there's enough.
1: Th- oh, they're different. I mean, they're different studios. It's not like they're all sharing the same tech. Sure. Uh, fair, uh, but. Fair. So, I mean, it's not like everything's okay. on id tech. Right. Uh, I, I, I don't know but, but yeah you're you're totally right how how doom can feel so good yeah and wolfenstein can feel so bad is kind of crazy like you think somebody would share that that middleware that that tech and say like hey yeah this kind of works for us Doom was this year right or Was that last year N- N- doom was last year doom for the switch came that's out right. this year that's right but uh, okay yeah.
0: yeah so go on sorry I just want to put that out there
1: no, no. I mean, just I. I profoundly did not enjoy playing no. that game, uh, but but watching it, listening to it, getting to those points, and and I think you were right. Like there is something about playing it. It's not just watching the cutscenes on YouTube. There, there's something about being in mm-hmm. there that that makes the story work better. But even so, it's not fun to just move around and play. In in my opinion, so yeah. Uh,
0: a lot of it felt forced when you They playing did it.
1: they did some neat things like I like uh, I like the way they do their upgrades for their different mm-hmm. weapons. Um I I put a lot of points into the assault rifle thing to make it more of a long range rifle with a scope and did I? Um I put I made the SMG uh, I put the nail gun stuff on the SMG immediately yep. that 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 was really cool. But yeah, I just mm, I think the shotgun I don't know.
0: But like they the most fun I had mechanically speaking was um turning the rotor on shotguns and dual wielding those. That was just Yeah, doing
1: I So here's something. I never dual wielded the whole time I played the game, which I feel like is kind of a failing on my part. And if I had it on a higher difficulty, I'm sure I would have ended up using it because you kinda have to. I I just I didn't like I didn't really like using one gun so I didn't know what using two guns would would really would really do for me to to make that experience.
0: It was the It was like Donkey Kong from Mario Golf. Like, you're going to fucking brute force that ball down the course if you have to. Like, I'm going to start from point A to point B. But for me, it was just like... If you thought it was swimming before, just mash down on both L and R and move forward. And you're fucking Michael Phelps at that point in time. It's just... <laughs> it's not enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I I don't know, man. I... I I wish I enjoyed the playing of that game more because I think the rest of it is I, is really yeah, I, good and and it will come up in our game of the year stuff in different yeah, categories. absolutely. But I, I just here's here's a sneak peek, I guess, of game of the year. It's not going to be on my top ten list. There's there was too many other good games to play and to watch that a game that only does one well is just not worth. Yeah, for
0: and me. I know that we've talked a lot about 2018 and our anticipation for that. And I mean, I still I agree with you, Chase. I think 2018 is going to really just trump 2017 in a lot of ways, but.
1: Oh, don't say that. Don't say Trump. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Um, but I, I will say this. I think that 2017 uh, has been a stellar year. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like this game gets one part really, really, really right, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. that's not enough this year. You, I mean, like maybe... I think last year this could have been in my top ten.
1: So l- let me ask you this. Um, Again, on the last episode, you talked about one of the things you bought for Black Friday, and that was the uh, Wolfenstein collection of the previous games. I'm guessing you haven't played that because we have way more important things, way more, uh, not important, but uh, way more pressing things for Game of the Year to play. Uh, How has your opinion about playing those games changed?
0: Um, I'm curious. I'm very curious, especially knowing that there's a very large part of this game that was lost on me because I did not have an emotional investment in this particular part of the game, and mm. they they really drive that throughout the game, um, as a constant reminder that this event happened and there were some repercussions of that event, and in doing so, uh, events from the previous games are drastically changed, and so I feel right. I feel that like just for that particular scenario that story is worth being told and knowing that this is going to be a trilogy, I believe I want to have all parts of it. Cause I am all in on the story. Like the story's great.
1: Yeah. But you also know mechanically going backwards, it's not going to get any better. In fact, it's probably going to be worse. Yeah.
0: And I think that it's one of those things where I might not spend as much time in it. Uh, like I did in this one where I was just kind of critical pathing my way through the game because of the time, uh, this will be a game that I might just kind of pop in and out of a little bit. Um, in the upcoming weeks, I don't have a high sense of urgency. Like, uh, I'll just say this before I get into my segment: I, I spent the last week going back to Egypt because I really wanted to find out more. I
1: haven't beat that game yet. Um, I'm. It's a long game. It's a very long game, and I'm not trying to rush it. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons I didn't even start it. Like I I I hear people say Assassin's Creed uh, Origins is good. I believe them. I would like to try it for myself. And I just know that I do not have the time to put into that game that it deserves before game and of the year starts.
0: It's totally fair. I'm, I'm in a situation with this game where I don't want to rush it just for the sake of 2017. Um, I've I've stuck to the story because I find the story to be pretty interesting thus far. And I've done a little bit of the side stuff with it. But like, I wanted to go back to that before popping in a game from however many years ago. And, uh, there's another game that you played that has been on my radar for some time. And I'm now thinking like, do I have, do I have it in me to even start this before Thursday? And I don't think I do. Is that Pyre? It is Pyre.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pyre was something that I thought, okay, I I love all the Super Giant games. I, I love Bastion. I, I was very late in coming to Transistor for... Because I, I I guess the reason is I thought I was going to come to Vita at mm. some point. So I, I just held out hope, and it never did. So I ended up getting it on, on uh, PlayStation 4 a lot later. And really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really fun. Um, so I, for some reason, I've been sleeping on Pyre and and just never got around to it. I had it downloaded as soon as it came out and just didn't play it. Um, I'm, I'm sure there were other big releases that came out around that time that just took up my my energy and I just kind of forgot, but um, so I was, I was looking forward to it. I thought this was going to be good. And honestly, it's, it's kind of the Wolfenstein thing for me. Like I, I think that the story that they're telling is really interesting. I I think the characters that they're building are, are well-written and smart and intriguing. And I just don't really like playing the sports game that they've made up here. Does it feel
0: like a sports game?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, it feels like a sport. Okay. I I don't know if it necessarily – it doesn't necessarily feel like a sports video game. pretty
0: close to like what a basketball game would feel like?
1: No, because what happens is – so it's three on three. uh, And you're on this field and what you need to do, it's kind of like – there's like an American Gladiator uh, (laughs) event. Like where, where like each team would try to like put balls into the other teams. I know that sounds like basketball, huh. but it was more like the, the baskets on the ground and I need to power my way through. It might've been called Powerball. I don't remember. But, uh, but then you'd like, you'd have the gladiators there, uh, protecting the, uh, protecting the basket and shoving people out of the way or, or kind of eliminating them. So that's kind of what pyre is. Like it's three on three, and and you have to defend your own pyre, your your fireplace sure. at, on your side, and you need to go and take the the orb and and uh, dunk it more or less into the opponent's uh, into the opponent's pyre. And the pyre has health points more or less. So you, depending on the size of your of the person putting the the orb into the pyre, because you have three different. Sizes of of um, character that you can put on your team, uh, like those each have different points. So, like I have, there's this uh, girl called uh, Joe Jodoria. They call her Jody, um, and she's awesome. Like she's this big lady. She's got big horns on her. She's super stern. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite characters of the year.
0: That's really saying
1: something. Uh, and she's really slow, but. But she's slow, but she's super powerful. Uh, every person on the team has this kind of aura around yeah. them, and the aura gets used for defense. So, like, if another person gets, uh, if somebody has the ball, they kind of lose their aura, and so when they're trying to run with the ball, if you can catch them in your aura, that will like snuff them out for part of the match. They'll get put into like a penalty box situation, and the ball will will go free. Uh, so she's got this big aura. She can move around, but she's really slow. But if you can get her to, to smash it in and dunk it in for the opponent, then you get a ton of points out of that. But the smaller characters, like there's a small dog character, and, and he's super fast, but he also just, he, you don't get many points with him right. when you score. And if you score with somebody, uh, specifically if you dunk with somebody, they're out for the whole next round of of play so now you're playing down and it's two on three and that's their way of kind of balancing things okay now um, you can also throw it in uh throw it into their pyre and when you throw the ball in you get to keep all your your people for the next round but you also don't score as many points that way and and they do some interesting things with like rpg mechanics people will level up they'll learn new skills they have trees so i can start to uh start to like min max them in different ways now i can get well when when jodariel uh you know uses her it, she can use a smash thing that will will do a little area of effect damage on people and okay so now i can have her as kind of this bruiser thing that that really keeps people away but the the kind of crux of this is that only one person on your team can move at a time so nobody's it, it's not like basketball where everybody's going which way right. and you're making plays it's I'm moving this person, and then I'm switching to this person, and now everyone just stands still except this person. Well, can is move the down.
0: AI moving when you're doing this, or are they just like there? They're like they're stuck.
1: They they have the same rules, so only one person of the opponent team can can move. If at they're any
0: holding, one time. is it it's a ball, right?
1: Yeah, you can you can still move without the ball. Okay, but on, still only one person on each team can move at any one time. Okay, and that. It just feels slow to me and and I get that you can employ some strategy in there knowing that okay they can only use one person so i I can move around a little quickly or I can uh put people in situations that I can make a better score but I just I find it to be slow and plotting and not that fun to play You're the not actual making it sound game very, part of it
0: very good to me.
1: I don't, I don't love that part. Other people might. Sure, I've sure. heard other people say they really enjoy the that part of the game, but I, I'm not a big fan. Um, so far, it doesn't come up too often. You don't, you get way more story than you get playing the the game, and, and I enjoy the story, so yeah. I, I was sticking with it for a while. I just, I don't know. I just don't really like playing the game that much. I, I don't know if it's going to make my top ten either.
0: No, I mean like that's very fair. Um. Again, what you stated—I mean, what else can be said about this company? Like they made some, they made, in my opinion, some of the most approachable indie titles in the last decade.
1: And I will still say that my favorite super giant game is one that you can't even play, and it is the uh, it is the Bastion prototype that they brought to a PAX East forever ago, and. It was played with, uh, they they scanned in images from like a DD and d monster manual, yeah. and those were the placeholder creatures that that chased you, and it was kind of like in the gray box area. Like it, it was, nothing had textures to it. The world, uh, they still kind of had the, the world uh, zooming in and out thing, like right. the way the world kind of builds around you as you walk in Bastion. They had that, but it was just these kind of square, t- square gray tiles that, continued on and i thought it was super fun i had a great time with it i went back and i played it a few different times uh but what was really neat is they had that right next to the bastion that had just come out so it was like hey do you want to play if you want to play bastion here it is and also you can see where it came from here's the prototype for it and it was awesome it was was the coolest thing i've seen a game company do Yeah, they just said like, here's prototype Bastion, oh, neat. and and it was it was really really fun. That's way cool. And it was more arena based than than what Bastion oh, yeah. ended up being. Like Bastion ends up being kind of an RPG that goes places. And this was here's kind of an arena. You need to find these different things. It, it felt um, maybe I'm misremembering, but it felt almost a little like Toe Jam and Earl, where you have to go around these different yeah. worlds yeah. to yeah. and and find these different things before you can progress. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Neat. Anyway, I, I, like the, I like the story. I like the art. I like the music of Pyre. I like a lot of the mechanical things they put in there. But it just comes down to playing that, that sports game. And I, I don't really like it.
0: Well, speaking of sports games. I play. I, yes. I,
1: let's talk about a really good Let's talk about game.
0: a really good one here. Um, so, again, we talked about this last week. But I'm going to update the people that can hear it this time, hopefully. Um, I got the credits on Golf Story.
1: It's so good, it's right? It's so
0: good, and and here's the thing. I, I feel like we've talked about this game for more more episodes than we probably should, but it's it in my opinion is one of the biggest surprise hits of the year. Um, Absolutely. One thing that I said last week that I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate again this week because I think it's important is is this game has heart. It's got so much heart, and the the company that we discussed last week. I can't remember the name of the studio. Um, Sidebar Sidebar Games. Games this is their first outing and for them to capture what I consider to be a really good golf game and a, a pretty great story alongside it with some good sound and design. Like they, they've got themselves a hit here and uh, I loved the, the different worlds that you got to go to. I enjoyed some of the uh, RPG elements they tried to bring into it from stat building, which I have some, that's probably one of the weakest parts of the game to me, to be honest with you is like, how they they pretty much limit your ability to decide like if you do these it's going to offset if you want to do that and it just becomes hard to balance and that was kind of annoying
1: yeah they they took just a little too much inspiration from Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color because that that did the same thing like if you if you put points into your power to make your drives longer then the rest of your stats kind of deteriorated and you'd have to waste points getting those back up yeah and and this thing this game does the exact same thing and it kind of sucks because it just feels like wasted time but yeah it's at the at the same time like you you are always progressing and the rpg elements are light enough where it doesn't really matter because it really what really matters is that you are playing golf well
0: totally and there's some amazing just moments in that game whether it's something a little bit more heartfelt or if there is something that is a bit more humorous, because the game has that in, in Spades, quite honestly, I, I laughed out loud quite a few times in this game. Um,
1: I, I, I mean, you can tell there's some inspiration from Earthbound in this game as well. Like here's here's a RPG set in modern day with real with with humans. Like yeah. it's not you're you're not playing some medieval thing or some alien thing. This is right. Like, these are these are people. And they talk like people. They talk like cartoon people, but they talk like people. And I I had a really good time. One
0: one thing that we didn't talk about last week that I'll bring up this week that I I always spent a lot of time near is anytime there was a boombox. Like, I loved the soundtrack that they had on the boombox and just like the animations of the sprites at that point in time. Like, it was really, really well done. Um,
1: Did you ever drop a ball in front of the boombox and then hit the boombox with the ball? No, what happens? It switches the station. Oh really?
0: That's yeah. awesome.
1: Or it turns or it turns it off. Like it, it, it definitely gets affected by the ball. That's funny. Yeah. That game that game's all sorts of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, and
0: again, there I I will go ahead and spoil it, but there was a neat little reveal there at the end of the game. Um
1: Yeah. Uh, I let's talk about that at moment of the year. I don't think it's yeah. going to win moment of the but year, but moment. I think it's a really it's a really good moment. Yeah, so we'll shove it. Um so, uh, I, <laughs> despite trying to cram for all these these game of the year things, uh, I did go back because I had some free time on a weekend, and I thought, you know what, let's let's play a game that I love. Uh, so I went back and, and played some more NBA Street Home Court, which is an Xbox 360 game, but it's a game that I first started in 2017 and and we, liked it enough might that as well I played be through fucking twice.
0: ESPN at this point in time,
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, we're we're sprouts out over here. Um, but yeah, I went back and I played through NBA Street Home Court for a third time. You love this game, uh, and I really, really love this game. I I've gotten to the point where it's a little shallow for me. I wish it was a little deeper, but uh, it I have I have a lot of fun with that game. So I made my my third Slam Ball player. This one was Dion Mays. He was a he was a keep. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, shit. He was he's like the goaltender of of a Slam Ball team. Uh, I forgot what they call him. He's not a gunner. He's uh, I think maybe they just call him keepers. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, he's. I'm not going to be able to answer that question. He's awesome. He played for the Rumble. Okay, played for the Rumble. They were a green team. Uh, but Deion May is pretty cool. So he was like my big blocker dude. Okay, and then I I was able to pick up other people, and uh, I was I was hoping to get Vince Carter in that game. That's that's kind of the the time that Vince Carter was really good at basketball, and and I really like Vince Carter a lot. Um, but I ended up having to settle for LeBron James and Kobe Bryant as my as my other two teammates. And you know what? We did, we okay. did okay. We did just fine. Uh, but I was still I was still disappointed. Like my the te- my ideal team, my ideal, ideal pair of players would have been Vince Carter and Kevin Garnett. Is this
0: kind of like that uh, similar but, NBA Jam looking? Like is it like a bigger head, smaller body?
1: No, 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 no. This is this is much more. Realistic, like people maybe look a little more muscular than they are, okay. but it's it's relatively realistic uh, I can, until you to get to the actual time. animations, which are crazy.
0: That mm-hmm. happens to me all the time.
1: What, just a little extra muscle looking
0: more muscular than you really are?
1: Yeah, totally. I, I can <laughs> totally see that. <laughs> um, but like, once you get into the animation stuff, people are doing flips and spins okay. and things that they so obviously would not be able to do in real life. a little bit more
0: like NBA jams.
1: Uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, it feels like NBA Street. If you've played NBA Street Volume Two or, or Volume Three, I don't like Three as much, but uh, Home Court is is a really well done game. I think the only thing that I I don't like is that it doesn't have um, it doesn't have DJ Cucumber Slice. Yeah. Sure, Papito Garcia, so, <laughs> um, is who is the that guy that guy's the announcer for for nba street volume 2 he kind of he is just spewing nonsense broadcasting stuff the entire time but he's also just ridiculous like he he will say the dumbest shit it's way better than he's on fire or he's heating up in my opinion like the nba jam guy is good djq Homer slice is my boy that guy is awesome. He's right up there with like DJ Atomica from from Burnout Paradise.
0: So to to do a throwback to a Deserted Island episode that we talked about um mm-hmm. if you had to decide out of NFL Blitz or NBA Jam, what's going with you to that island?
1: Uh I like Blitz better than Jam, but I like NBA Street better than both of them.
0: So NBA Street would go with you.
1: Yeah, like NBA Street's the that that's my series right okay. there i i w- would love nothing more than a new nba street game but it's probably not gonna happen right. and if it's ea probably i'll have a bunch of loot boxes in uh, it can you imagine <laughs> i i don't have to imagine that's kind of what they do with their nba game already well that's what that's what nba 2k is doing with their nba game as well so it's not like i can get away from it um god
0: yeah. what a what a fucking disaster. Uh,
1: I also played another game uh, on my phone, actually. Okay. Uh, so I was—I've uh, heard about this game for weeks, and I just decided, you know what? It doesn't cost anything to try it. Let's give it a shot. So I played some HQ trivia.
0: I heard you play some of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. What were we playing? We were playing. Uh, game we'll talk uh, oh, we talk about playing one of the bit. games. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I said, like, hey guys. I need to stop for a second. I'm gonna play <laughs> HQ trivia, um, and it was it's fun. I like it. It's it's silly. It's uh, the the idea that you can play that game for real money. You're not putting real money into it, but they, they put out a thousand dollar prize each time, and they have certain games that are for bigger uh, bigger prizes. And you just have to answer twelve questions correctly in a row, and then you can win, or at least you win a share of that money. If you there get, are more than you get the money, Lavowski and it's i mean the questions start out really easy and then they get really not easy near the end and it's uh i've never won yet i think my best is 7 or 8 out of 12 um so i was it was I haven't gotten
0: whenever we were playing and i was a little preoccupied and we'll talk about that here soon but there was a question i heard that was what shape is a star fruit when cut <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it, I think the the question was like when it was cut horizontally. Yes. So like, like, I don't know, like maybe it actually is a rectangle when you cut it horizontally, right? And then you're like, no, 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 I'm overthinking this. Like the answer is star. Like the answer is star. Don't star. say rectangle. Stop it. it uh, so the answer had, was star. But yeah, I there's had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, they they, they start out super I'm going to download this game like the, right now. One of the easy questions today was uh, like, what is, uh, w- which one of these is an arachnid? And it said uh, lizard, spider, bird. It's like, yeah, obviously I know that one. Sure. But then it got into, it got into much uh, more difficult questions. The one I missed out on today, they, they asked, there was a company called You Send It. Uh, that was a file sending service. And they changed their name in 2013 to what? And the question and the possible answers were Rapid Gator, <laughs> which I knew that wasn't it, uh, Box, or Hightail. Uh, and I guessed Box, and I, I kind of knew that I wasn't right as I was clicking it, but I clicked it anyway, and it ended up being Hightail. So hey, that's what I, was I lost really on. Cool. I think that was like question was five or something. I was fingers
0: crossed for Rapid Gator.
1: <laughs> uh, no, Rapid Gator's a—that's like a file downloading site, which I mean that's similar to to this kind of sure. thing. But yeah, I've I may have downloaded some stuff off Rapid Gator. I'm not—I'm no prince. Yeah, I'm no—I'm I'm no innocent choir boy over here. I, I've done some—I've done some dirt. We've
0: been in the back alleys. Of the uh, Hell, that's, this, that's anyway. where this site. Anyway, the show's hosted.
1: Oh, totally. <laughs> anyway, HQ Trivia is cool. Uh, the only problem is that they—it's so popular now. They're getting 200 and 300 plus thousand people to play it at any one time uh, that it lags really hard. But it only, lags, it only lags really hard at the beginning and then a bunch of people get out and they quit the app and then the viewers go way down and then it, it's just fine. So, but it always starts really I rough. Something- and, and it only starts rough... I mean, the question part's fine. Like, it'll still show you the question. You just won't hear the, the host talk uh, or his part will be laggy. And and that's kind of the shame because Scott is the best part of that game. Scott is their, is their host. They have a couple other hosts when Scott's not able to do it, but Scott is Scott is great. <laughs> Scott is just like a silly comedian kind of dude. He's he reminds me a lot of like Cookie Masterson from from You Don't Know Jack uh, in his delivery. But yeah, Scott's you, Scott's good. Are dude. you
0: able to give me a referral code? Do you get anything if I use a referral code?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I would get what's called an extra life, uh, which means I would get to be able I would be able to miss one question you, on the next one. So f- what I'm gonna ask you to do is not to do this right now on the podcast and wait until I can give you a referral code.
0: Okay. Uh that's fair. Because <laughs> right. I'm gonna give you an extra life. I'm gonna <laughs> give you give me ten percent of your earnings if I give you an extra life.
1: <laughs> sure. No problem. Okay. Uh so here here are just like a couple more details. One is that this game, the, the really neat thing about this game is that it is only played at set times of day. Um, we're, we're in the central time zone, and I think that means it works at 11 a.m.? No, 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 that's not right. Uh, it's uh, 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Are the, are the times for us. So, now, uh, can I
0: ask a question, uh, and I don't want to take it here. I'm going to take it here, though. How easy is it okay. to cheat at a game like this?
1: Uh, it's not that easy. They give you 10 seconds by the time that Scott starts talking about the question. So when, when he's done listing everything off or when he's done getting through the question, uh, you really don't have that much time left. Uh, there, and some of the questions are just tough to Google. Yeah. Like if you, like one that would be easy, like, like the arachnid one that I talked about, if you just typed in arachnid, I'm sure you would see the word spider really quickly, but there, there are other questions that just are a little, less easy to to write. Like that you send it one's probably easy as well. I'm sure if you wrote you send it it would it would show up as, oh, you mean hightail? But uh, I'm trying to think of an example of a kind of question that wouldn't wouldn't work as well. But uh, I'm not so, coming up with anything. Anyway, it, it's tough to to be able to type some of that stuff into Google with that limited amount of time. Some people still are able to do it. Uh, they also have a chat that is going and is ridiculous because oh. It's God. got like 300,000 people texting at one time in there. But a lot of times you'll see people in the chat. Well, a lot of times you'll see people in the chat saying all three answers. But sometimes you can kind of get a sense of this is the one that a lot of people are saying. So I, I might choose that one. Instead. I can
0: only imagine. It,
1: it still doesn't end up working.
0: I can only imagine the shenanigans that take place in that chat section.
1: Uh, There's some bad stuff in that chat. Like there's a lot of there's a lot like a uh, there's a lot of people saying maga, of course, like trying to get their trump shit in there. Um a lot of people are saying Abby from Brooklyn, including me, which is a giant bomb reference. Um there's What is that reference? And then there's What huh? is that reference? There's a person named Abby. She's from Brooklyn that's part of Giant Bomb and and she uh, on an uh, on an episode of the Giant Bombcast, she was telling people to write in Abby from Brooklyn, and then a lot of people did, and a lot of people continue to do so to this day. Oh. <laughs> it's it's dumb. It's it's super dumb, but it's also fun to just type that in as soon as I start the game, and then I just play. Okay. Um, and then well, the other sticking point about this game: so it only has the two set times of day each day that you can play. The other thing is that uh, you so you get your money if you win you get a share of whatever the money is. And usually it's like maybe $12 or something if you, if you tie with a ton of other people for a thousand dollar prize. But I think you can only take your money out. It gets put to a PayPal that it get put to your PayPal. That's tied into your email address that you do when you sign in. Um, But you can only cash out the money when you hit a certain amount uh, I, well, I think that's more of a PayPal thing. Like if, like PayPal is only gonna like pay you real cash or put it into your uh, bank account if it's a certain uh, threshold. Okay. But I mean, it's PayPal money, so like you could spend spend your PayPal. Like you could spend your twelve dollars and eighty six cents or whatever is, through PayPal. I suppose.
0: So how do they make money on this game? What's the, what what's going on
1: here? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like there aren't there aren't ads that are shown. There are some things that look like they might be product placement, but it's it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, there are some questions like maybe maybe you send it paid paid them a little bit of money to or I mean Hightail yeah. paid them a little bit of money to have a question be about them. It's it's tough to say. I, I don't know. Um, what I do know is that it was started by one of the people who started Vine. Sure. So there is some there is some money backing it up. Yeah. And it could just be they're letting people—they're letting it gain an audience, and so far it's been gaining a pretty good audience. Um, before they find ways of monetizing it, I mean that's what that's what a lot of these tech startups right. do—is like let's make the technology and then find ways to make money. Oh, from, from I've
0: people. seen Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, I bet you have. Uh. Uh, <laughs> All right, Bobby, why don't you tell me about this game you forced me to buy? <clears throat> I really didn't want to buy it.
0: I've had so much fun, Chase.
1: It's it's fun. I still don't think I like it, but it's fun.
0: That's fair. That could be a summary of how you view me. I don't know if I like him, <laughs> but he's fun.
1: <laughs> uh, I like you, Bobby. I like you, I like you and I think you're fun. Uh, tell Tell me about Ghost Recon Wildlands. And you know what I love the most? What's that? You misspelled recon. I did in, in writing this game. Oh, I did. Woo. R e a c o n. Recon. That that's not how. That's not how you spell recon. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Bobby. So tell me. Tell me what this,
0: this is. game uh, is. The latest iteration in the Ghost Recon series. It feels nothing like a Ghost Recon game. Uh, I would even go as far as What's your experience with Ghost Recon games? Um I got really into them on the Xbox 360 because they were the the technical marvel of that generation when they came out. They they were bringing
1: So we're talking we're talking about Gra Grah. Uh,
0: Advanced Warfighter.
1: Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Yeah,
0: I got that game um when that came out. So you should be I mean let me make you hip to something here Chase because a few episodes back you were giving me the the business as they say on my my business decision of getting the Xbox One X. Uh, I also I also mm-hmm. have the PS4 Pro. These are half step consoles. I have always been a sucker for technical showcasing.
1: <laughs> you have always been I've a sucker. I've always been a sucker.
0: So like even when monster cables were the big thing, I was really into getting the higher end monster cables for my Xbox to do higher quality HD. Like I was that guy. I might as well be <laughs> shopping on fucking QVC. Um, so, with that being said, uh, I played those games because they were very pretty games at the time. They had really smooth graphics and edges. There were some neat
1: things they were doing with the gameplay. Have you looked at Graw lately? Like the original? Uh,
0: no. Because in my head...
1: God, it looks it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, is to be expected. It's, Hang on a second. I don't think it was a launch 360 game, but it w- it wasn't that far... Maybe it was a launch three sixty game. It, I don't remember. I think it
0: was. Hold please.
1: No, it wasn't launched. Like Call of Duty was launched. I don't think they launched at the same time, but it was it was an early Xbox three sixty game. And it just Oh, boy. That game that game does not age well.
0: No. This man, this is rough to look at. Like I thought for sure the game mm-hmm. was a lot better than this. Um <laughs> So anyway, that was like my first hot...
1: Wildlands looks great, though. Like, it is it is very pretty. And
0: I will say this much. That game has been enhanced for the Xbox One X. And it takes full advantage of that. And it's a very, very good-looking game. Uh, I will say this much. There are some mechanical issues there still. Um, it's, yeah. it's a little buggy. But, beyond that, this is a co-op game. Uh, you are...
1: Also, like, mentioning, mentioning the Xbox One X features like I was playing this with you and your cousin, Jason, who also stupidly bought an Xbox one X. And there, there were certainly times where I heard one or both of you saying, Oh, what happened to chase? Like, where's, what, where's chase? And I am over here looking at a loading screen because I have not gotten back into the game yet. So you're, you're definitely getting a performance boost on Xbox one X. You're, You're getting into the game faster. You're playing, um, I am finding the load times on that game to be atrocious, but I think that's also because I'm playing on a base Xbox One X and you guys are getting way more Because you time, don't even so. have
0: an S, right? You just <laughs> have an Xbox One.
1: I have just the, my original, my Sunset Overdrive edition. Okay. Despite not playing Sunset Overdrive yet, I would like to sometime. I should really get into playing that. Yeah. But I haven't yet.
0: So I don't I don't even know where, where this game takes place. Mexico?
1: Bolivia. Bolivia.
0: So you're in Bolivia. Um if you've played an, a Ubisoft game in the last three years, you're automatically, you know...
1: You're pretty close. Like, it doesn't have towers. It doesn't have towers. Well, it doesn't have hay bales. But it, it does have most of the other stuff that you yeah. have come to expect with Ubisoft.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will say, like, I made this comment too. Like, we've not talked about The Division on this on this show at length. But that was a game that I enjoyed for the time that I played it. Um, this game... To me, is really what the division should have been, and uh, it's got some really nice customization options. You can do some cool things with weapons. Um, I think that the drone, it, the drone works well if you are cooperating with your group or playing by yourself. <laughs> uh, the dr-
1: So you're the weird thing to me. You're playing Wildlands at the same time you're playing Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah. and Literally, this is Ubisoft at its finest, or at its most Ubisoft, rather. Yeah. Like the drone in Wildlands is the exact same thing as the eagle in Origin. That's
0: not entirely true because the eagle in
1: Origin—that is, hang
0: on, hang on—that on. is like a hundred percent out true. of the gates. Out of the gates, your eagle can you can stay in that view for as long as you want to
1: okay but it's a it's a matter but they functionally functionally they do the same thing
0: so i will say this much this game is dumb fun and it's one of those situations where you're gonna get if you want to get into this game and play it stealth and play it the way that like they intended you to which whatever that means Mm -hmm. like you can do that you can have a pretty authentic experience if you want to get into a game and literally rain mortar strikes on your own friends and let them bleed out like my cousin does to us.
1: Oh, yeah. Over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so one, one of the things is I think if you want to play this game in a serious capacity, you probably should play it alone.
0: I concur. Because,
1: because when you play it alone, you get a squad of three uh, AI teammates. And the AI teammates are really smart at doing what you tell them to do. They're pretty good about staying in cover. Yep. They will... You can use a, kind of like a Splinter Cell Conviction style, uh, what they call sink shot in this, where you can mark mark enemies and have them shoot them. Uh, what's great about it is that I can... It, there Maybe there are two enemies. It, it reminds me a lot of that Call of Duty, the, the sniper mission. Yeah. Right, from Call yeah, of yeah, Duty yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah, which
0: is an amazing where
1: mission. Where Captain... Yeah, like Captain Price calls it out. is like, hey, you take one. I'm going to take the other one. And... In that game, you don't have to mark anybody because it's all scripted, but you shoot one and the other one just immediately goes down because Captain Price took it out. In this game, you mark the enemies, you do sync shot, and they say, okay, on, on your signal, we're going to go. And so I snipe one guy and the other, the other guy just goes down. And it, it feels, it's cool knowing that I made that happen. It's it's not just a scripting thing right, here. I, right. I'm the one who set up the. I made the plan. I, I was Captain Price in that situation. I was, I was the, the one saying, "You, yes, I'm the I'm the Captain Price now." <laughs> um, so, um, but like, there's there's something great about being the the strategist in that. Of I made this. I put this plan together. They executed it flawlessly. There's just there's something cool about that when you play in multiplayer. Um, you lose your squad, and your squad just becomes the other players. So unless you're playing with three other people to make a, a four-person squad, you are playing down. You're not, you're not playing at your full capacity. Because no. if only one person comes in, now you're just a two-man squad because they're not doing the multiplayer with AI people at the
0: same so time. So let me explain to you, though, why I feel this game and I, I let me pause. I agree with everything you just said, like to the T. It's one hundred percent true. But here's why I think I like this game as much as I do. I see a lot of what happened in Halo Two and even in Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. And okay, hear me out here. Um, that was a period in my life where I was primarily playing those games with people I cared deeply about, and it was. It was really just a shit show. Like, Halo 2, we would load up a map and literally just, like, run course. Like, what are we going to do if we're playing this map competitively? Or in GoldenEye, it was like, hey, put five proximity mines on this door so when it opens up, i want to see how far my body goes. Or something stupid like that. Right. And.
1: It's a fuck around
0: with your friends. It's game. a fuck around with your friends game. And you can't belittle that. Like, I think that in itself I mean we, what we pay 20 bucks for this game to have a game that like if we wanted to blow off some steam and say hey we just got done doing a nightfall you want to just go in, to Bolivia and play 25 minutes of ghost recon and do something stupid right. like
1: you're in a helicopter the the uh, me and my other person we're we're going to be in this armored uh, <laughs> armored humvee with a with a mounted machine right. gun on it and you know what we're just going to go into this this town and we're going to mess up Uh, A lot of these drug lord, uh, Bolivian drug lord guys. and Like, yeah, there's something there's something great about that. It's it's cool to call a mortar strike on on some people. (laughs) Uh, It's not cool to call a mortar strike on a person when he's in a plane (laughs) and he's trying to take off. And just because you think he's disconnected because of some Internet (laughs) issues, you decide, yeah, yeah, let's just blow him up because we're assholes. He did that to me on a tractor, Uh, though. You guys, fucking okay. On a tractor, you're kind of asking for it, but <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that game. That game is all sorts of ridiculous. Uh, I I did go in and I tried to play a little bit more single player just to kind True. of get that experience in there. And and there is something cool about playing in a single yeah. player, playing it more stealthily. Um, I like I like being a sniper in games, and I think this is a game that is really fun to do sniping in. It ha- it has bullet drop on the sniper shots, but it's not. It's not terrible. It it doesn't feel simulation style. Like you don't have to take wind into account or anything like that. It's not impossible to snipe guys, but there's like a little extra skill in there. And there's something really satisfying about seeing, okay, I see that guy's like 195 meters away. I need to tilt my scope up this little bit higher. Boom, got him. Oh, it's. There's mm. a really good sound
0: in that game, too. When you hit a body with a bullet, the sound is yeah. fantastic.
1: My my longest sniper shot was like three hundred and fifty two meters away, and it was the most glorious thing I'd ever done. It was it felt great. I'll, but man, I I don't know. Like I, unless you're in a helicopter or something that flies, I think that game is gets really boring because it's a really big area, and if you're in a car, and, and it's also really mountainous. Yeah. So it's not like you can just go from point A to point B in a straight line. You are going to be swirling around this huge map. And unless you're in something that flies, it is going to be tedious as hell. Yeah, it's dense. And I, I, I don't think the story is that good. Uh, the story missions that I've done feel kind of just like the regular side missions sure. so far. And, I mean, they, they just kind of feel, they feel like open world incidental things right. instead of... Something that really gets into something deep and interesting. They don't. I don't feel like they mechanically challenge you at any point in that game. And I mean, I haven't played it for that much, so right. maybe maybe you get enemies that that have night vision or something. And you have to change up your tactics. But um, I just. Uh, I don't know. I
0: after I, playing this game, after playing Watch Dogs Two, and after playing uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, I think that mm-hmm. I think that there's a really good chance that. Far Cry Five is going to be
1: pretty awesome. Do you think that's the game that puts it all together? I do. I, like I really. like We've had that's so weird. We've had so many games that are close, are, are close <laughs> to that, or have something. There's something that this game really has going for it. But they, a lot of games that haven't quite hit the mark. I think Assassin's Creed is probably the closest one to hitting the mark right now. Right. And and we know Far Cry Five is coming out relatively soon. February. Uh, that's yeah, man. I. I really enjoyed Far Cry Three. I thought Far Cry Four was a little too much of the same. Yeah. But if I if I see that people have have are really enjoying Five, I could definitely see myself jumping in on Five. So I can, especially because it it is co-op right from the you beginning. You can play right?
0: that the entire game, start to finish, co-op. And uh, yeah, I I can see that being. I, fun. I I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Jason, Johnny, and myself have all got this lined up for Xbox.
1: Uh, okay, no, fuck off. No, <laughs> God, no. Like You guys are going to have to change your fucking pre-orders because I'm not playing on any goddamn Xbox anymore. Like You guys forced me to buy Wildlands on Xbox, and it just doesn't feel right to me. I don't... No, I'm not going to do it. I don't care about your half-step console bullshit. I If I'm going to play that game, it's on PS4. Sorry.
0: Well... Maybe you can convince me to rent it and play with you sometime.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I think the last game that we have to talk about because uh, because we also have Battlefront Two campaign here. But you I'm kind just going to say this: it's really your...
0: fucking bad. Don't play it. They don't deserve any money. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. Stay away from it.
1: I'm still super curious about it. So what I've done is I I've, I've started a YouTube video that is that's all the cutscenes. Uh, Oh, it's actually somebody made a quote unquote game movie, which is like it's it's the cutscenes plus the bits of story that you get from the gameplay. Uh, And I think that's enough for me because I don't I don't know. So I'm very early into that. I've only seen that she got captured and that that was actually what I will tell
0: you this much. I think that they might spoil some things for the story of the movies that are currently taking place but one thing is, is you're going to get a uh, Luke's when you're when you're playing as Luke Skywalker he comes across an artifact that I know for certain you will see in the movie okay so is it a holocron it's not unfortunately which I was really <laughs> hoping that they would bring those into the live action but they have not uh, so yeah, yeah again uh, do what Chase is doing watch it
1: yeah, watch it for free. Don't pay for it at all. Like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so one last thing here. It's a game that I actually didn't play at all this week, but uh I played it last week uh-huh. and so it was what I was talking process. about last yeah. week. We're it's gonna it's gonna be really quick. It's the mystery game. The mystery game was Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm. Um yeah. Uh I I think we'll we'll quickly say I, I like the writing in that game a lot. I think they they do some good things. They uh uh kind of subvert a lot of the tropes of the anime dating sim visual novel kind of thing in there. Yeah. Uh I think the characters feel pretty genuine in a lot of the things they do. Uh, I was I was actively getting into this game and I knew Like it, it, once you start the game, it says, this is not a game for people who are easily disturbed. And I did not take that to heart as probably much as I should. Uh, (laughs) some fucked up shit happens in that game later. Um, and, and we, we went into it deeply on the lost episode and I think we can just kind of brush it, brush it. (laughs) I don't know if my emotions
0: can handle uh,
1: it. It's, it's rough. It, It was rough, especially when you're playing it at night in bed, uh, and and all alone like it just it it hit me in a way that i was not ready for and it hit me hard and i i put that game to the side and went okay that's very fascinating well i I ended up looking up that game and and looking at all the things that happen and and that game really actually does go places and it it is interesting in the same way that like undertale is interesting where it kind of remembers a lot of your actions and i think that's super cool uh but yeah i got to the point where it's like i don't need to play more of this game because things get fucked up and i'm mm. not ready to see all that shit but uh that was the mystery game if anybody uh was dying to know and uh yeah. yeah it's doki doki literature club i
0: i'll just say this much chase messaged uh johnny and i late at night was talking to us about like hey don't play this game and i'm like
1: Yeah. You stupid motherfucker. Like I, I, I wrote you as soon as this shit happened to me and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's, oh, that's terrible. And I wrote him like, don't fucking play Doki Doki Literature Club. And Bobby immediately writes back, what's that? And it's, it was the mystery game. Just don't, don't look it up. Don't play it. Just Avoid it. You weren't going to play it anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah. And then I get by,
0: oh, I shouldn't have looked at that. I'm like, god damn it! I told you not to. What are you doing? Yeah. I. So I. <laughs> I look up this game. I just type this game into Google, and the first thing I see is the start menu, which looks like a bunch of waifus. I'm like, Chase.
1: Yeah. Super, super happy, super Japanese, super dating sim kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. So I'm like, I'm going to watch some gameplay, and I. Click on the video segment next to images on Google, and the first video is is like all the deaths of Doki Doki. I'm like, Okie dokie. So let's go into it. You're an idiot. I, yes, You're an yes, idiot. I'm fucking terrible. Uh, so yeah. I go into it, and I immediately needed a cold shower. Uh, <laughs> but I'm messaging Chase. I'm like, what have I done? This is terrible. <sighs> Yeah. It's brutal. No thank you.
1: <laughs> Just the worst. Uh, but I think again, like I'm I'm like a squeamish little bitch when it comes to a lot of that stuff. But if you can handle that, I think they do some really cool things in the context of what a game is with that. And and there's fascinating things that are worth discovering in that game, but Again, only if you can stomach some, some not good shit. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's Let's talk. Speaking of not good shit. Yeah, 2017. Not great in a lot of ways. But I will say, of all the ways you could talk about 2017, talking about the video games of 2017 is probably the best way to talk about 2017. That's not to say everything was good this year. Because there's a lot of bad shit this year as well in video games. but
0: I've never wanted to spend more time <laughs> in a different reality than I have in 2017. Fair. I feel like I'm in a different reality every waking moment of my life now.
1: Ugh, yeah. So uh, we, we gathered a bunch of things that happened in 2017 in, uh, from the video game industry. Uh, some of this stuff is generally in chronological order some of it is absolutely not but i i think we can kind of just yeah cover it on the whole i don't i don't really know how this is going to go or if it's going to end up sounding good but again we never got the chance to give all our hot takes on all this great news yeah, so now we just kind
0: of us making up for it
1: yeah we're just going to catch up so uh, the first thing we have on our list like I, I this is not the first thing that happened in in 2017 but just it's, it's the it's first happened, thing i found yeah. Is that a production of the Wii U ended, and I wonder why that happened can you can you think of a reason Nintendo would have ended production on the Wii U the
0: Super Nintendo classic
1: yeah you know what that's a good point that's a good point that probably was going to eat into it um, uh, <laughs> but obviously obviously the switch came out and when the switch comes out and does so well, and the Wii U struggled right from the get-go and, and continued on struggling, despite some really good games coming out for the Wii U. I, I still hope that some of those games find their way to to switch in some way. I'd love to play Super Mario 3D World. Um, I'd like for other people to be able to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, yeah. I, I th- There's some quality stuff on, on the was... Wii U, and it's a shame that it... it never really got its due. The Wind Waker
0: and the Twilight Princess HD remakes totally deserve sure. the Switch. They totally deserve that. That was what they should have done. Like I'm not I'm not saying that the the Wii U was a bad move by any means, but Nintendo knew like at that point in time like just hold back. Like fucking put them on there. <laughs>
1: Anyway, well, we we have gotten some Wii U games uh, over on over on Switch, like Mario Kart. Pokemon, we've gotten Pokemon Pokemon Tournament, Tournament DX yeah. uh, is now over here, uh, and it's, there's still, of course, rumors flying around that Smash Brothers sure. is is going to show up. And I think that one makes a lot of sense. But uh, but yeah, it's, like the Wii U, poor went out for the Wii U because I think it was a solid it's interesting console too. With
0: that, like to point out, so they ended sometime in 2017. I don't know the exact date or year or exact date or month, but um, I think that it's really, really close to eclipsing or going past now. The The Switch is going to surpass the, the Wii U very, very soon if it hasn't done so already in its first year.
1: Yeah, it, seem, it seems like that's a possibility or at least get, getting kind of near it, but yeah, pour one out for, for a console that I think was underrated, at least from a game's perspective, hardware wise I think that thing was kind of a mess but uh but man there are a lot of really good games on that it's, especially you know how much I love Tokyo Braz sessions and that just
0: it's hard not to so look good. at the Wii U as a predecessor at this point in time
1: totally yeah like I think it's the the only thing is that that worries me especially when it comes to getting Wii U games onto switch is that you know the Wii is still technically a dual... I mean, it's not technically. It's a dual-screen console. Right. It's not like a DS in the dual-screen that they're attached, but uh, like that's a system that... Uh, some of the things that happen on Wii U just can't happen on Switch because nope. the Switch doesn't have that second screen available. Like
0: Mario Maker?
1: Uh, yeah, Mario Maker, I think, would be very difficult to to play on a switch and they're going to have to find ways of making that work. There's, I mean, it can work. I, I know you could be able to do it with, with a pro controller on the television or using the touch screen if you yeah. had it undocked in portable mode. But, uh, it, I think you're going to end up having to compromise a lot for some of those games, but that's such a shame because a lot of those games are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We're like we so definitely don't need to, Janu- to keep that much. 10th,
0: the new Shield Android TV console came out.
1: Who cares? Yeah. Uh, well, people care right now. People care right now in a specific part of the world. China. Did you hear that? Yes, you. So you did hear this news story that came out really, toughly really recently. Uh, China is getting. Or Nintendo is putting out some GameCube and Wii games, I think, in HD on the Nvidia, sh- in HD on the Nvidia Shield, but only in China. Yeah, because uh, I, I, China has some some problems with consoles. Uh, there's some uh, product bans or, or things in that in that nation. So, some things are difficult or changed just from the circumstances. So this is kind of one of Nintendo's ways of sneaking into that country in some way. And I mean other developers are doing that too. Like the the other big news that, that came out of China somewhat recently is that Player Unknowns Battlegrounds is getting a mobile port in China. Or two mobile ports actually yeah. like well, one like is some right one there. is the game and one is like a totally different experience that's just also Player Unknowns Battlegrounds branded. Right. Uh, so that's that's super weird. Like I I don't think I want to play Player Unknowns Battlegrounds on a phone. No. I don't think I want to play PlayerUnknown's those battlegrounds, but I really don't think I want to play that game on a phone. And but something about playing Nintendo games on like an Nvidia Shield that sounds all right. Yeah, like, that doesn't sound I mean, those terrible. things. They're not very expensive, right? I don't think so. Yeah, like so interesting. But yeah, like that uh, that system. I think I think my interest in a system like that, the the Shield, is was at an all-time high until the switch came out and then it rock bottomed out <laughs> like zero or below yeah. because the switch does everything I would want that thing to do and more. Right. I'm with you. <sighs> yeah. Uh Scalebound. Do you remember Scalebound, Bobby? I do. It was a Platinum game, or and uh it was going to be a big exclusive for the Xbox 1. And it looked really cool. Like there was there was that kid who wore headphones and he rode a dragon. Like that seemed neat. Yeah. That game's not getting made. No, that game got that, canceled that thing's this year. Done.
0: It's dead in the water.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, I, I like Platinum Games. I think they they do good work, or at least they do good work when they're trying. Uh, like it with games like Vanquish and, and uh, Bayonetta and, and uh, other games where they are. and Near Near Automata yeah. came out this year and uh, was pretty damn solid. But then they also make, like, some relatively bad licensed stuff, like the Legend of Korra game, and I think the Transformers, uh, maybe the Transformers game was some something people said was pretty good, but, like, there was an Ninja Turtles game that people thought was bad. Um, but this seemed like A-Team Platinum working on Scalebound, and uh, I'm pretty sad to see it go. It, it sounds like that game had just a lot of problems with it uh, in development, and... And Microsoft finally decided to cut off the funding or the co-marketing funding that, for it. That
0: was a game that like a lot of people were were really into. Like they wanted to have that, and nothing.
1: And I think that was also like one of Microsoft's. That was a feather in their cap when it came to the Japanese market. Like they Microsoft just struggled so much getting Xbox into Japan, and to have uh, an exclusive game by a well-respected Japanese publisher like Platinum would have would have been a big push for them, and. Just it just didn't get done, and kind of kind of disappointing. But big time,
0: big time. <sighs> hey, Bobby,
1: disappointment. Did you know that people didn't really like Battlefront Two? You know, I heard specifically that. Star Wars Battlefront Two. I, I heard
0: that people might yeah. have some issues with this. Yeah, uh, I will say yeah. this much: like we've talked about that but, game enough, but there's a conversation that has made it to a different level to where now you have. State representatives weighing in on their thoughts. And the, the big question is, is this gambling? And I think that's a valid discussion. I think that it's one that needs to be had. Um, if loot boxes are not going away, I think that they need to be regulated. And I think that there needs to be more transparency. And it sounds like we might be making a step in that direction. Uh, but having said that, I do feel that... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a giant lit down and shame on EA for another fucking miss.
1: Yeah. Uh, to to your point about the state representatives, the, the weird thing to me, I was looking at Reddit because I'm a terrible person. Uh, I was looking at Reddit today and and there was a that that same representative from Hawaii is doing like a YouTube check-in show every every once in a while to let people know like how things are going with his with with his uh it's not really a bill but like his investigation into the uh the predatory practices of of games specifically battlefront 2 like that's the one he keeps he keeps bringing up for for good reason because that's the the news of the day but he put out like a three minute youtube video that was just kind of saying like this is what i'm going to do i'm going to keep Keep giving these updates. I'm going to let you guys know where your voices can be heard the best or where you guys can apply the most pressure. Uh, and he's using language that that I think is like, hey, channel all your energy into something positive in this correct way and stop just being shitty to people all over the place because uh, that's not doing anything. But, uh, but, yeah, I'll be interested to see kind of where this goes. Uh, I think this guy... The the representative guy. He's he's a young dude. I can't remember his name, but he uh he's trying he's definitely trying to prove he's a gamer. Like he's definitely oh, yeah. showing like the one of us attitude. He uh he pulled out like an Oculus Rift uh as he was doing his conversation, or it might have been a vibe. I think it was a rift though. Uh but he pulled that out as he's talking on the YouTube thing, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get we it. Get you it. play games. Like games. He actually it was really weird and kind of gave me a bad feeling. At the end of the video, he's like, hey, you know, if I see you guys in this game on VR, and I forgot what the game was, but he's like, yeah, it's like a Counter-Strike game on VR. It's so cool. And I'm like, uh, ah, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Like, let's not advertise for a company while you're while you're trying to talk about how other companies are ah, it just felt really weird to me, but uh like I guess good on that dude for trying to uh trying to make games better uh yeah man we want want your help but like come on man dial it back a little bit Shit, yeah Yeah. it's a little it's a little tough uh anyway uh let's move on let's move on to happier news remember pewdiepie no fuck no i don't care about pewdiepie
0: (laughs) i don't care about his stupid Uh, fucking games i don't care about his anti-semitic attitude fuck this guy
1: yeah, uh, he ended up using some racial slurs in a video while he was playing some player unknowns battlegrounds, and he faced a lot of backlash. He lost his uh, lost his deal that he had with Disney, and uh, you know he apologized. Kinda did he? He did. No, he did. I mean, he was he continued to be shitty, but he did apologize. I still think he sucks. Uh, I've I've never cared really about PewDiePie, and I don't think you have either. And I don't think this show. Uh, has has really paid him. Well, we had like a whole episode that talked about streaming and and some of his antics, but uh, yeah, dudes, that dude's still, um, as they say, problematic in many He's, ways. But the
0: thing is, like, he hasn't learned. He had another issue with this. Like right. this happened again. He was not only being shitty; he continued to be shitty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make excuses for the guy he is from a different country. He does come from a different culture. Like some of the, he's, he's, what is he? Swedish. Uh, and, and there's definitely a different approach to race in, in those, uh, Scandinavian countries, uh, from, from what I have seen and read, even still, what he said was shitty. No matter who you are, no matter, no matter what your upbringing is like you, Those are not things you should be saying, especially not when you know that you have kids watching you, especially not when you know that you have uh, a corporation like Disney giving you money for things like you need, you need to be a better person than that. And he kind of showed that he is not a better person than that. And I, he, part of me wants to say he's getting punished, but also I haven't heard his name in a while. So I don't know if that's, if that's people writing him off and just, and and he's kind of getting what he deserves or if the the media the games media has just just kind of stopped yeah or just like stopped caring and now he's continuing on i I don't know and honestly i don't really care I, i don't really care about pewdiepie enough to to look into any of that stuff right uh let's move on to some actual happy news not not fake happy news like pewdiepie uh e3 that's a place. Yes, that's a, a place that's a, we like a lot. A gaming convention, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Um, it opened to the public for the first time. So, so Bobby, you went, right? I was like, there. You had a great time there. You saw me. Yeah, you were there. I was there. Neither of us were there. We weren't there. We didn't go.
0: I. Uh, but I've
1: wanted to go forever. <laughs> I'll say that much. If that if that matters, sure. But like when you say you want to go to E three, what do you what do you want to do when you're at E three? Like, what do you think? of when you're like oh man i wish i was at e3 what do you I, what do you imagine I want to yourself doing to play
0: some of these games early okay um, well
1: then then maybe you would get something out of this experience
0: like i want to be able to get a chance to play some of these games as they're being announced uh the reveal quite honestly i i think is probably better suited by them at home to have that experience at home but i think you know to play some of these games maybe meet some of the developers and the actors in these games would be cool uh, I, it was something that I would want to experience with some friends.
1: I I think you have the right attitude for what somebody who wants to go to E3 would want. Uh, it, it didn't sound like it was a rousing success uh, because that's, that is a trade show that now they have kind of bolted on like, Oh, by the way, the public can come too and they didn't really do enough to serve the public that's going there. But if you wanted to play some games that haven't come out yet, and you wanted to hang out with some friends and maybe see a developer. That was a way to do it. I would tell you that PAX is probably a better way to do that. Having I, been to a number of PAXs. I feel that way also. So, I, hey man, let's go to PAX sometime. I would love to uh, bring you out to PAX. Uh, we'll we'll try making that happen sometime in the next year, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but what I would want if I went to E3, I'd want to go to press conferences because I think that's that's where all the big E3 news comes out of, and you you can't do that. Like that's, <laughs> you're not, you're not getting into those theaters watching the Sony press conference or anything like that. So right. that, that's kind of a no for me. Like I'd want, I'd want to be, I want to go to like these insider industry party stuff and you're not getting invited to of that shit either. So the things that I would want out of E3, I just don't feel like I'm getting. So the idea of going to E3 and being around while the cool stuff that I want to be a part of is happening without me. I don't know, but it's, hey, this was their first year. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounded like it was a success, at least from a uh, as like a ticket sale standpoint. I think they did pretty well getting people in the doors. But uh, I kind of hope they they do some more stuff and they build that up into a better show next year.
0: I, I totally think they're on their way to it. Especially like there should probably be a bigger need uh, to have developers at these talking a little bit more about the state of the state with certain things especially after the backlash of this year and I yeah think that, I think there were
1: some panels I, th- I think they did do some panels I think Tim Schafer uh, specifically from double Fine, did a panel uh he might have actually done a panel with Jack black from uh for like they, they I'm sure they were talking about some brutal legend right. stuff but uh I I bet that was like a fun thing for the audience but yeah like is there ever gonna be another one of those games brutal legend I don't know maybe yeah. like there's <laughs> If you asked me if there was going to be a Psychonauts two, I would have said no, and now there is. Well, it's in development at least, so who, Are you who knows? About that? Yeah, like I backed that on Fig, even though I don't, I don't like Fig. Like if you're going to do it, you should have done it on Kickstarter. But I get it because like Double Fine has some skin in the game with Fig. Uh, anyway, he, again, if you want, if you want to go to panels with industry people. And hear people talk. PAX is pretty good for that. Like, there's some pretty good panels. I went to like a Firaxis panel when they were talking about XCOM and Civ, and they talked a lot about their decisions that they made within that. Um, like, I right. met Ken Levine outside of that panel, uh, who you might know from BioShock um, or System Shock and, and those games. Uh, like, they're they're cool things to do. Uh, you you get to meet a lot of people at PAX. PAX is a neat event. Uh, and and also they've been doing it long enough where they know what they're doing. Where E three again, it's it's the first year, so they're they'll get better at it. But they need to figure out what people should do when they actually get there.
0: Hey, there's a a little thing that you might might have or know that came out. Okay, so um, two things really from this company. But the first one you have. Well, no, sorry, you don't That's have correct. This you don't have an I didn't know where right?
1: you were going with that. No, I do not own an NES Classic. I, I do own an SNES Classic because my good friend Bobby Pease was able to help me secure one.
0: I still don't know how that happened. I'm really excited about yeah, it, though. Worked out. Um, so they, t- t- shockingly enough, they they stopped this console production and then they announced that they're bringing the it NES back. Classic and the NES yeah. Classic. Are you going to try and no, get one?
1: I- Here's the thing, like, NES games are super easy to emulate, uh, and I have I have a thousand different yeah. ways to play NES games, I don't need another one, like, I have I have um, a retro, fuck, what is it, I have the Retron 8, the Retron, I have the Retron 5, whatever, Retron 8, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, I have the Retron thing, so I can play my NES games now, uh, on a console that can play them, I have uh there's all sorts of virtual console things out there except not one on the switch there needs to be one on the switch we've talked about that many times uh but like i i don't think i need a console like that i i really only wanted the snes classic because of Star Fox 2 like that's a game that you can't play anywhere else uh and and i wanted to play that full game um but I mean, I think the SNES classic is really cool. I, I like that it's there. I like that it's a it's a thing that I can take with me if I wanted to play some games with a friend. Like here are some classic games I can play with you. We're going to play Mario Kart together. But um, right, like those, I want all those games on Switch. I think that is that is the ultimate goal here. And what bums me out about these classic systems is that I think Nintendo is is intentionally not putting virtual console on the switch or virtual console games on the because switch because that? they don't want to cannibalize these other systems, even though these systems are kind of for a different audience. Like this, this is very much for the, the center kiosk of the mall of somebody trying to get a Christmas gift for somebody of like, Oh, Hey, yeah, you, you liked old Nintendo games in the past. Here you go. And right. it just, I, it these consoles shouldn't necessarily be for us. Like we're buying them because we think they look cool and they give us that nostalgia uh, trip, and and there's something cool about that. But like we we own Switches, we own Nintendo's newest console. That we have ha- the
0: ultimate version.
1: Absolutely. Like and Nintendo has a download service that we should be able to use, and I think we want to use for for those kinds of games. I I can't wait. I have. <laughs> I think this should be a future show, uh, a future topic idea for one of our shows, but I have what is called the Switch list, which is my wish list for the Switch. Uh, and like these are the games I want to play on that system, and I need Nintendo to bring them over in some capacity. Because uh, other,
0: right.
1: uh, other developers are doing a better job of that. It just got announced recently that the Mega Man uh, Legacy Collections 1 and 2 are going to come to Switch. Capcom is bringing Nintendo games to the Switch. Like, hey, isn't that great? And I think uh, I think there was also an announcement that Mega Man X uh, X one through eight are also going to show up on the Switch next year. They're going to be there. Uh, it's like these. Like, mm, okay, like we knew it was possible already, but now here is the absolute right. proof of here's NES games. Here are SNES games. Like they're these goddamn games are coming to the switch. Nintendo just do the same thing. Like release, uh, release super Mario all Stars switch edition and wipe your hands clean. Like just make it happen. Why is this still a thing
0: that we have to like, we're here. We are end of the year still talking about this yep. shit. Like what the fuck? Like, why isn't I, this there?
1: It's because these, because these tiny micro consoles are doing well enough for them that they think this is the better way of doing it. Like they're, they're making more money off oh. it because they're selling a ton of they're selling a good portion of games and people are buying all of them because they have to buy them all at once instead of buying them piecemeal because maybe only four people will buy Super Castlevania Four. That's not true. I'm sure a lot more people would play, buy that game. But the idea is you're going to get some games that are more limited in their appeal and then you're going to get other games that are not limited, but. But I mean, that's what this uh, Nintendo subscription service thing was about, and like, it's it's happening, right? Like, we haven't, like, I haven't heard them say anything about someday? that subscription service, but that's that was supposed to be it, right? Hi, I mean, fingers crossed. I guess we'll man. see you next year.
0: Like, here we are, like waiting, waiting, waiting for this, and nothing's happened so yeah. far. But like, let's just put this out there: March third, Nintendo Switch came out. Nintendo came back this year in a big way. They had two of their biggest stars come out. They brought Zelda. They brought Mario. They brought in games that you've loved for a few years, That few of us that haven't had a chance yep. to play yet, Puyo Puyo Tetris that came over here as well. Like It's been, in my opinion, probably one of the best years for Nintendo. They've got their foot in the door with mobile. They've got this new amazing breakout console. They've produced probably the best iterations of their most beloved characters. I, I think
1: they have... Yeah, a- they they came out with what will probably be known as the best one-two punch in gaming history here like mario and zelda yeah no matter where you put them like I, i i don't think either one of them are my game of the year but that's a personal thing but i think they are both absolutely incredible games that i totally respect anyone who says that one of the odysseys my game of the year or breath of the wilds my game of the year is like i get it i know why you said that and i it makes sense to me so yeah totally
0: it's it's been really fun to watch i'll say that much like we were all i think we were all pretty much in when we saw the switch like that's what we've been wanting but we didn't know could the promise go further was there going to be support for it and the hardware was only one piece of it like was Nintendo going to have these games that made us love the hardware? And they've definitely done that. And not to mention, there's been some games that I know that you played a decade ago that I got to play for the first time this year. And I'm just fucking loving having that experience on that. I mean, it's for you being a gamer on the go, this has probably been a dream console. Yeah,
1: totally. Like I like having that other podcast that I do, you you worry that a lot of people keep saying handheld games are dead handheld games are dead like it's it's all mobile it's all iOS stuff and then you go to the iOS store and it's just flooded with garbage like I the app store is yeah. almost worse than steam in some ways in fact I think they vie yeah. for like what is what has the most garbage on it uh, and probably pass it back and forth but uh, I I just it's kind of a wasteland of just trash on iOS and then there's you know certain games that that show up and say hey I'm actually one of the good ones but you you get discouraged yeah. like Sony Sony is doesn't like the Vita, the Vita uh, didn't do well enough for them to to keep supporting it. The 3DS is great, but it's it's getting a little long in the tooth at this point. And and then the Switch comes out and this thing works on my TV, it works as a handheld. It's it's all <laughs> it's everything I could want and now Everything's a handheld game, in a way, and that's super exciting yeah. to me. Uh, and and yeah, also really I mean, good for the health of my of the show that I do about handheld games. <laughs>
0: so, well, they also just had what, uh, I think it was Time? Yeah, Time Magazine came out and said it's the number one piece of technology in 2017. That doesn't surprise me Switch.
1: at all. Like, it's, it's, it's captured the hearts of and everyone. It
0: dominated, absolutely dominated Black yeah. Friday.
1: I, I really look forward to what Nintendo has in store for 2018. Like if if we got we got the big Mario, we got the big Zelda. Now it's time to fill in the gaps with with all the other stuff. And yeah. I like the other stuff. I mean, I like those two as well. But like, obviously, you know that I'm all in for Fire Emblem uh, on the Switch.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna, you're you're months away from that.
1: Yeah. Well, have they announced a release date for that? I don't know if they have.
0: My they they haven't my my money is saying that that's gonna fill in like a October November time.
1: That's that feels so far away, uh, but maybe we'll we'll yeah. see. Uh, all right, let's let's continue on. We still have a lot more to talk about here. Um, speaking of games that we loved and and anticipated for a while, and and uh, you know games that really just exceeded our expectations. I think um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Like man, what a game! Right.
0: You know, it it was uh there was an individual that I was speaking to recently, and we got on the subject of this, and they they go, you know I I put seventy plus hours into that game, and I looked at them, and I was just I was sorry I'm sorry inside. man like, I didn't know <laughs> I'm to, sorry I'm sorry I didn't, they did I didn't that to, to you.
1: Fucking,
0: <laughs> like what am, what are you supposed to say to that? Like okay cool you found you found light in this fucking abyss, like. Yeah. That game had a myriad of problems when it shipped, and the story was one of the biggest ones. And it just—it was uh, unfortunately like just another fucking notch on the belt for EA. Yeah, I
1: mean there there are kernels of good things in that game, but you can tell at least at least from a writing standpoint, and from some other standpoints as well, that they just missed what people liked about Mass Effect. They they had a core misunderstanding and maybe it was because the, the people in charge aren't the same people who made the games that we loved and and knew in the past, the past trilogy. Uh, but it just, it did not come together. Uh, so the news part of this is that Bioware Montreal ended up getting absorbed into EA motive, uh, after, after Mass Effect Andromeda and the Mass Effect series has been announced that it is going on hiatus. Which you know, yeah. that's good. I think I think we need a break from Mass Effect. Somebody needs sure. to uh, really reflect on it to to come up with a new idea of what to do in that space. But man, I I love Mass Effect. You love Mass Effect. We we like this world, this universe, these characters, these uh, species and it. creatures. I, there's there's more to mine here. There's a definite world that is very rich and and ripe for for you know making really cool games in. And we just need to wait for somebody to think of one of those ideas. Cuz we did not get that. But yeah. I think that go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard like maybe it's best that we didn't have that experience. Like maybe it's best that we got into it and we just walked away from it and not had it ruin something that that we were looking at with it. I it's hard. It's hard for me to say like I I obviously don't like the game. Uh, it's one of my favorite series in gaming, and, and here we are now. I think they heard loud and clear that there were some mistakes, and it sounds like there was a lot of fucking problems with this behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah,
1: EA. They're, they're really good listeners. They, they'll, listen to, they'll listen to what you want. It It is kind of like a monkey's paw, though, right? It's like, oh, what you wanted was a campaign yeah. in Battlefront? Well, here you go. Also... Yeah. <laughs> here's some shit you didn't want yeah, fuck. <laughs> you wanted a new mass effect all there right we yeah we can bring you a new mass effect that doesn't start commander Shepard. yeah absolutely also it's gonna suck
0: oh. <laughs> it's hard man it's i get so fucking downtrodden when i think yep. about it more um,
1: more developer uh changes here uh, io interactive the makers of hitman did you play hitman
0: Oh yeah, I played I played a few of those. Uh well, I played the this years, well not this years, but last the newest years, yeah. one. I had the last year I had the full version and I, I went through a few of them. There's something there man, like I, those games they don't keep my interest. Yeah, I much.
1: I've never played a Hitman before. Huh. I've never played a Hitman cuz I still haven't played the new one, but I I like the new one a lot. I like watching people play the new one. Uh there's there's something very yeah. satisfying. Like that is a that is a perfect game to stream or to watch streamers play. Cause there's, I just think you get to see lots of different tactics and you see the way people play it. Like I know if I played that game, I would right. probably play the way I play lots of games, like with a sniper rifle, trying to you know, line up shots, do things really quietly, do things really professionally. Right. But then to, to see yeah. somebody who actually goes in and, and interacts with all the ridiculous stuff <laughs> and finds the exploding golf ball and, and it does, does, like doesn't just use the the wire uh, to to
0: it gets silly
1: totally. Real quick. Like there's a lot of great stuff in that game, and that's fantastic. Anyway, the the news story here is that IO Interactive has gone independent from Square Enix, uh, and not only that, they also got to keep the Hitman IP. So they they're Good continuing to tool around with a little bit of stuff on on this Hitman, but they've also announced that there's going to be a new Hitman game and. It, I, good good on those guys like i i don't think square square has a real issue recently at least of recognizing when a game that they make is is good and does well like i people people enjoyed I, that new I, tomb raider I, game a lot and then square yeah, comes out and I'm says yeah it didn't really meet our expectations Hitman comes out and is a critical success. I think I think commercially it didn't do amazing, but they've continued to support that game enough where I think people the word has gotten out that that game is good and people are giving it a shot. And how about what
0: Hitmonchan <clears throat> as the main character of a new
1: Hitman <laughs> series, the Hitmonchan? <laughs> that would uh, that would be a great collaboration. I would I'd give that a shot. Why not? That'd be fun. That'd be fun.
0: Coming to a console in 2018, hit Monchan by I.O. God damn it. It's gonna get real fucking shitty for Bobby, let's
1: talk about the most shocking news that came out of 2017. I, I think this one uh, this one just blew everyone away. Like we we thought this was a lock. Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: That Trump got president.
1: Huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's sad. That's sad and dark. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, like that, that's that's 2017 game, right? Like that's that's the top of your. I bet that's the top of your list for 2017. Take it
0: to your bank. Right? Take it to the bank. Like that's it's, gonna,
1: it's definitely coming out this year. Um, yes. Actually, no, it got delayed to 2018. Huh. Well, I I of think it did. I think that there's an episode of the Casual Hour from a number of months ago where. Where you and our our other occasional co-host Johnny mentioned that, like you guys thought this was still happening, like do, you wouldn't let the dream die. That was Johnny. That all was right, if you, dream wanna, dream. if you want to if you want to shift all the blame to Johnny, that's fine. Uh, I'm putting somebody thought that that Red Dead Redemption Two was absolutely coming out in 2018, and I remember laughing right in their fucking face because there was no goddamn this way that was should. happening. As you good, <laughs> uh, I I do think it'll come uh, out in 2018. I don't know when. I would expect probably closer to the fall, but I could I could see it coming more in the the spring, maybe even summer. But
0: yeah, who knows? Uh, it's I'm really excited I, for it. I uh, can't wait to see. I don't
1: it. know anymore. I I love the first Red Dead Redemption, and seeing how Rockstar has changed from as a company with. Grand Theft Auto Five, and especially the the online stuff of of GTA Five Online, or I think, guess it's just DTA Online. Seeing how that's changed them into more of like we're a we're a one game company that is going to continually support that, and and that's great. Like, don't get me wrong, I I like support. I'm glad when developers support games, but a lot of the stuff they're doing is is. Not loot boxes necessarily, but stuff that encourages you just encourages you to spend on microtransactions.
0: Hey, get your Christmas sweater and your snowballs out. You're gonna have a snowball fight for five sure. bucks here in Grand, yeah. Grand Theft Five.
1: There's there's definite value to that. There's value as as games as a service. We talked about this on a previous show when we were talking about right. how. You know, if Destiny 2 or if Dota 2 is the only game you're going to play, or if Madden, for that instance, uh, if if those are the only game, if that's what the only game you pick up and play, you can get a really good value out of that if you just, if you spend 20 bucks a month or something. Like, you're you're getting good value out of that if you're yeah. continuing to put hours and hours and hours into that game. The problem is for people like you and me, who who want to try out everything, who don't want to feel like we're missing out. So... Like we, right. we throw some money in cause all oh, we, we want to see what that is. Like take, th- take, take the battlefront discussion in that perspective. People are outraged that like, Oh, you, you'd have to put in the, the new story was 40 hours to, to unlock Darth Vader. And, and, and people right. are coming out and going like, that's a full time job right there. Like that's, you want me to work a full work week yeah. to, to unlock, to unlock Darth Vader. That's ridiculous. That's one character in there. And I can see the counter argument being, yeah, but the people who continue to play that game for hours and hours and hours they need that thing to look forward to they need they need a reason to keep going on a game like that, and they need their hard life, <laughs> yeah,, Ugh, fuck, <laughs> God damn it, that way to hit me right in the in the gut with that. <laughs> Yeah, we we both we both certainly opened up, uh, spent a lot of time. Well, okay, you're not spending microtransactions to get uh, exotic engrams no. in Destiny yet, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's totally it. Like we we were on quests to get these exotics that we really wanted out of Destiny 2, and that kept us coming back and playing. Each day and checking back on Fridays to see if Zer was had it in his inventory. Uh, actually, last week was the first week that I didn't go back to Zer, and of course he fucking had an exotic that I that I needed uh, to complete my collection.
0: Hey, I got news for you. Here in about thirty minutes, hopefully or less, we're going to be playing. <sighs>
1: yeah, I downloaded that. I guess I'm going to play The Curse of Osiris. I'm I'm really not excited for it, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, all right.
0: I got dinner coming and I'm a place. So my
1: it. worry is that Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to absolutely go down the the GTA online track. And and it, it will and it should. Like that's it's it's valid.
0: It's that's, that's, that's the way
1: worry. that Rockstar is going to make money from it. And I will say what has kind of turned a corner for me a little bit, No uh, NoClip. You you know NoClip, right? Danny O'Dwyer's YouTube yeah. series do, uh, video game documentaries. Uh, they just recently came out with one. In fact, it was yesterday. It's called the Hillbillies of GTA Online. And it uh, it it follows this, one of the biggest groups that play uh, GTA Online together. And it, the, the way they talk about this game, the way they've come together as a community is incredible. And part of me was really envious of that. It's like, wow, I wish I had a game that I had a dedicated crew of people and it's not just you and me and your cousin, but like tons of people playing it. And like we had this big family of a group and we just kept coming back to it and keep coming back to it. Wouldn't that be really cool? Like that would be awesome. Right. And then the other part of me was like, I don't want to play grand theft auto online forever. I uh, like that. There are so many other games I want to play, but these people do. These, all these people want to do is play Grand Theft Auto and that's cool. That's, that's great for them. It's working out great. for them really, really well and they've gotten a lot out of it and they're continuing to get a lot out of it. So if they can get the same experience out of Red Dead Redemption 2, bully for them. Uh, I just hope that game has a yeah, really absolutely. really awesome campaign that I can enjoy. Like I, I don't want it to fall to the microtransaction free-to-play traps that other games have recently fallen into. Hey, Bobby, um, do you remember that there was uh, an Xbox console that came out this year? Pro- no, Project Scorpio. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Project Scorpio at E3, it got its real name. It was the Xbox One X. Uh, Bobby uh, over there owns one of those things. Uh, do, do you have like the Project Scorpio edition I was
0: two minutes away from getting that, which I don't really care mm. about, but I was really close to getting tisk, one of those. Uh, d- d-
1: yeah. Your cousin Jason, though, has the Project Scorpio one. Like he was no,
0: no, no none of us. Johnny, me, no. Wow,
1: you guys just might must yeah. not be uh, big fans.
0: Some scrubs, some Xbox half-step <laughs> yeah. scrubs. So
1: that came out. We've talked so much about the Xbox One X. Let's just move on. Um, yeah. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. But, but have speak- you heard about that game? unfortunately i've heard about this
0: game more than i care to admit uh i mean for here's the deal like go ahead. this game is fucking like it's one of those things where i've heard so much about it that i don't know if it could ever live up to what people's expectations are at this point in time. yeah
1: i still haven't played it but uh, to me this is exactly the same argument i made for for hitman uh it's it is a game that i enjoy watching other people play and it's a game i don't feel the need to play myself and I'm I'm right. glad it's gotten the success it's gotten. it It seems like uh, it seems like something a game that people really care about playing, and also the people who really care about making it and making it the best game they it can it can be. So, you know, good right. good for them. Like it's the biggest game on the planet right now, and it's it's doing really well. Absolutely. And then I guess we should end on this sad note. More maybe more sad best, Star Wars maybe news. Maybe it's a good
0: thing. Visceral Studios that made Dead Space had this amazing-looking third-person uh, Star Wars game, but EA went in and shit-canned everything. And after Battlefront Two, fucking good riddance. That's all I'm oh, gonna
1: say. yeah, I mean you're you're probably right, but I it's really sad that like this game and then Star Wars thirteen thirteen both got canceled. It's like man, I just give me some single player star Wars stories. Like I, I want to play those no. things. And I mean, I know uh, right. Republic commando was a pretty cool game when, when that game came out, uh, yeah. never got a sequel. Um, what was the, uh, the, the star killer guy star, uh, uh, the yeah, force unleashed. unleashed that got two games did just two games. They didn't yeah, make a third two. one. Um, but like that, those were fine. Like, but man, still one of my favorite games ever, and and just the best Star Wars game ever, in my opinion, is is Star Wars Knights of the Republic. Well, mine is Star Wars Knights of the Republic too, but but both of those games are are so good, and I love being in the Star Wars universe. And it's really sad that that these these games that would let you immerse yourself a little bit more are are not coming out. So
0: it's the best fucking time to have Star Wars games, and it's also just. The worst fucking time, I guess, yeah. to make them. It's but it's
1: disappointing how many of these stories are bad and about EA.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the it's like EA had a really fucking no good, terrible, bad yes, year. That's absolutely,
1: but I mean, hey, we got the switch though, right? <laughs>
0: you got the switch there's the there's so Bobby let's wrap
1: this up uh, so we've got game of the year coming up very soon in fact we're recording it this week uh, I think it'll be uh, yeah. releasing sometime next week or, or the week after you'll definitely have it for the holidays if you want to listen to all of our thoughts we'll have two different shows one is going to be more category based uh, and then one gets into our actual top 10 lists. I think we're making top 10 and we're going to yep. really like dig into the top 5 but we're going to talk about our top 10
0: we're going to get to know each other in the top yeah, 5 absolutely
1: uh, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Also, if you like game of the year stuff and you just can't get enough, uh, I end up posting another podcast. It's called gamers on the go. Uh, you can find it at gamers on the And I actually just released my game of the year episode. So if everyone except for Bobby could go and listen to that, because I don't want Bobby to know my, my top 10 and it's not a full top 10 cause it's only got handheld games on it. When, when I throw the console stuff right. in there, things can change, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, if you want yeah. to go in and listen to what yeah. I think are the best handheld games from this year, like that is that's definitely a show that you can can go and listen to.
0: I will listen to it at a later date.
1: Bobby, how can people find The Casual Hour?
0: We are on Twitter at The Casual Hour. It's our main method of communication these days. We have some fun pictures we put up on Instagram where we, you can find us at The Casual Hour. You can email us. We are thecasualhour at gmail.com. We are also... Uh, On our Shiny website, which is www.thecasualar.com, and you can find all the fun things that we do there.
1: Cool. Sounds good.
0: Um, I'm so pumped, man, for Game of the Year. Like, I just can't wait to get in there and talk to you about it. We're going to get to hang out and have fun. Yeah, like we always do these shows on Uh, Skype,
1: and, you know, there's something fun about that. But uh, I am looking forward to having you in my apartment. We're going to get some food in downtown St. Louis and hang out. Uh maybe play a quick game or two and then yeah, we're gonna be talking all about a lot of games and I think it's gonna be very exciting.
0: Heck yeah. Well Chase, it's been awesome, man. Thank you so much for your memory lane of twenty seventeen and I will see you in a few days.